The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Next, now we get into the, the fuzziness. Um, customer happiness manager. So when to hire this is, again, when you don't want to do it anymore. Because <laughs> you're the customer happiness manager until you hire one. So you don't need one uh, unless and until it's taking up time. And hopefully you guys are hearing, aside from actually including the owner and cleaner, these are all like one to 15 hour a week jobs. So as opposed to having one guy that's supposed, or gal that's working 40 hours a week and we have to pay 50 grand a year because he's not really great at any of these things, but for anyone to do all of them, there's very few people that are willing and able to do that. When it's just the guy that just does scheduling and just does accounting and just does this, it's very easy to thin slice <clears throat> and you can cross train, right? Like you're, you're um, yeah, you'll see how that works. <clears throat> all right, so customer uh, happiness manager, what's the first thing we start with? Core Rules, core values, that's exactly right. Outcomes, less than X percent quarterly uh, uh, client turnover, at least X positive reviews with no more than Y negative reviews. That's it. So if I'm gonna hire Wotech as my customer happiness manager and he doesn't get off his butt, he doesn't move, he's Canadian, he just sits there and does whatever, he's just eating poutine all day. But my, my uh, is that good, did I say it right? Is that, Suzanne's literally banging her head. She's so frustrated with the dumb American. So outcome is, Oh, I just did it, but I'll say it again. Outcome is less than X amount, X percent client quarterly turnover. And that depends, it's gonna vary a little commercial versus residential. I would typically start with the baseline of what you have now, right? So kind of look at, I'm not gonna pay someone to do worse. So like I wouldn't pay them if say it's, you know, 10% a year or 1% a month, right? Whatever that looks like. I'm only gonna pay them for it to go down. I'm not gonna really pay them, like, I'm getting it done for free at that. Why would I pay you to keep it the same? I'm gonna kinda of pay for less. Um, and at least X amount of positive reviews with no more than Y negative reviews. Again, for commercial, those numbers will be a lot smaller. For residential, they might be higher, right? Like, if I've only got 16 clients commercially, I can't expect four, four reviews a quarter. If I've got 300 residential clients, I can't expect um, more reviews. Anna's got a question, talk to me. And you might be covering this in a minute. So with them needing at least um, X number of positive reviews, would they then be responsible for um, eliciting reviews? Mm -hmm. If that's right. Okay, Absolutely. So, so it's an outcome. They have to do everything. And okay. I'll give you some guidelines. But at the end of the day, you'll either go, I think I can do that, boss, or no. And if you can't, well, then I'll talk to Christina or Melanie. And if you think you can do it, well, then we'll talk about it. So yeah, anytime it's an outcome, they're responsible for the whole outcome. That's really key. So yeah, they're always responsible for all the outcome. You're responsible to make sure they have the tools that they need. Like for the accountant, you have to hire ADP. They can't do their job without a payroll company. You have to give them QuickBooks. Like there's, you know what I'm saying? You have to give them the tools they need. But the outcome, they're completely responsible. Like the scheduler. Well, who hires the floater? The scheduler does. Who's in charge of making the scheduler? They do all that. You gotta give them the whole chunk and go, like Lindsay, I don't give her little bits. She's in charge of you guys being happy. And now when she comes to me and says, I need money, I need this, I need that, if it's money, she doesn't, that's not her job, that's my job. But if it's like, I need you to call a bunch of clients that do a bunch of work, I'm like, that sounds like a you problem. But if it's, you know, money or um, direct, you know, yeah, most, you, you want them to own their outcome. Okay. Um, <clears throat> estimated time investment, again, depends on the, the size and number of clients, typically between five and 15 hours a week. So compensation, <clears throat> base salary of X, that could be zero, 
for some of you. It could be all bonus, or if you feel like you can't get someone. Um, I, I, I like the low base salary because the expected time investment is like five to 15 hours a week. So if it's gonna be 10, 15 hours a week, you might have a thousand dollar base or something like that. Um, bonus of X as long as turnover is below Y. So if turnover is below whatever, you get a bonus. Uh, bonus of X for each positive review. 100 bucks for every positive review, get something like that. Uh, now again, if you require three reviews a quarter, I wouldn't bonus them on that. But everything above that, I would give them a bonus. Um, and I would be specific as to what a positive review looks like, right? Like if Christina just pulls Tracy aside and goes, you're really doing a great job. Um, I appreciate that. <laughs> but if, or Lindsay, I guess would be more appropriate. We're not gonna pay for that. It would have to be a Google review, a video review that we could use, and then I would be responsible for you getting that to the, uh, um, the prospect gatherer who's coming up next to, to make sure that gets distributed. <clears throat> so guidelines, run weekly meetings with cleaners to train, encourage, and inspire and monthly parties to celebrate clients and new employees and have fun. So they're gonna handle all the, the, the monthly parties and meetings, like Spencer, I think, was telling me yesterday, he's like, I used to do those, and then I didn't. Um, the reason we want someone else to do it is it'll only get done if we do it, and I, half the crap if it was only done if I did it, it wouldn't get done, right? So I want someone else to do it to make sure it gets done. Like, if I'm doing a party as an owner, I can unilaterally go, I know I should, but this has been busy, and I can make a bunch of excuses. But if I'm paying Lindsay exclusively to do that, She's gonna have a different, you know. Customer happiness? This is customer happiness manager, yeah. Because again, if the, you're like, what, why are they fooling with the, the whatever? Because if there's a problem with a customer, I'm on the weekly meetings gonna have that discussion with them, right? So like Lindsay, she meets with us weekly. Guess, guess who, if one of you guys are unhappy, guess who's, whose issue it is? Mine or Tracy's? <laughs> it's us. So Lindsay would come to us. She's kind of the advocate for the customer going, hey guys, someone dropped the ball. You know, Mike, you didn't, you're not, you know. Tomorrow, says you open three help tickets, you're ignored. Like, that's a problem. We need to know that. Um, so that's why they're going to run the weekly meetings with the cleaners to give feedback on, hey, and we want 80% of it to be good. So we don't want a bunch of you suck, you suck, you suck. Tiffany, you've been great. You've been amazing. That's why I'm so surprised Stephanie called in and she was concerned, which never happens with you. What's going on? How can I support you? Does that make sense as opposed to Steph? Tiffany, you did a bad job. Yeah. You had a question. Go ahead. Yes. So if I had someone who ran those meetings and parties and planned them, would I still attend them? Yes. yes. I, those are the, so the weekly meetings, monthly parties, and quarterly reviews. Um, I am going to absolutely attend. I just want to make sure like the party, like this, we pay um, an outside company to do the negotiating of this, Lindsay handles it, so it's great for me. I mean, I don't know about Tracy and Suzanne, but I love being able to just, on the breaks, you know, lunch is all handled. I can just hang out with you and just make sure you get the love that you need. All the magic has happened. So I can come and really be with you guys as opposed to like, you know, Natalie apparently skulking around doing videos. If I have to do all that stuff, I can't be present with you. So. Yes, not only do I want to be there, the person's planning it so I can really be there and serve you and be with you guys, and you want to be with your team, right? Mm -hmm. So you can really enjoy your team as opposed to who's cooking and where's the food and what's going on? Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah, so they're freeing you to really be there as opposed to be working there, you're, sorry, as opposed to working administratively there, you're working, doing your job, and if you look back at your job, it's making sure you live in the culture. So it's hard for me to have fun, make money, be real, help out when I'm like, where's the limo for tonight, and who's paid the bill, and what's going on, and you know what I'm saying, now right. I'm not doing my job. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Really good question, thank you. They would take the calls from customers complaining too, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And what's the standard for customer complaint? If customer comes in, what's the standard? They're not happy. They, they walked into their building, and they didn't feel happy. Cool. So the, the guidelines are run the weekly meetings, call and visit every customer as laid out in the customer, uh, happy customer onboarding document. 
plan and hold three to six uh, customer appreciations per year. Uh, include a suggested budget. It's a big thing with Lindsay. Usually when I ask her to do something, she's afraid and she's never asked the budget and then she'll go away for like three days and come back and be like, how much money can I spend? <laughs> so I learned, just tell her at the beginning so she doesn't stress out. Um, so make sure you give a budget. And then survey clients one to three times a year. So again, those are all guidelines. If everyone's staying all the time and you're getting a ton of positive reviews and the guy or gal's like, I don't wanna do any of those. Okay, so the guidelines get to become directives when they're not meeting their outcomes. So when the outcomes are getting met, I have very few follow-up thoughts as to how you run your, your area. When your outcomes are not getting met and you're not doing the guidelines, now we got a problem, right? I'm like, hey, you said you had a better way and you're doing that, but you're not getting the outcomes. These guidelines you gotta do. But if you're, if you're getting the outcomes and you don't wanna do the guidelines, we're square. Now we're kind of getting, I don't wanna say into the weeds, but these are the last two and they are very um, optional. So prospect gatherer, um, what's the first thing for prospect gatherer? Core values, the rules. Kim mouthed it very sassily and it was adorable. Um, if you missed it, you missed out, it was good. All right, outcomes, generate X amount of leads and Y amount of online consults for the um, residential enrollment coach. And the last position is gonna be residential uh, enrollment coach. And it's really just enrollment coach, but um, we, Kind of only really recommend this for residential. We'll tell you what to do for commercial, but you don't need a whole person for, because again, a good commercial month would be three and a half bids. So it's really hard to hire someone to do that. For residential, you should be getting dozens of bids a month and you want to hire somebody. So yeah, generate X amount of leads and Y amount of online consults. Notice we didn't say branding. People know us, get 10,000 followers on TikTok. None of that crap matters. Leads and bids, that's all that we track and that's all we pay for, that's the outcome. Um, second outcome, respond to all online social media questions, comments, and rude remarks to the world uh, so that they know how amazing we are. So they're gonna, if we have a, uh, I've talked about it a little bit with the Millionaire Masterminds, <clears throat> there are so many online platforms and so many of us feel special because we've got a YouTube channel and an Instagram and we're on TikTok and we're on LinkedIn and we like all the little logos on our thing. But then I click and it's like, brought to you by Wix, 27 million followers and it's not even yours. Or it is yours, it's like seven followers and three posts. Don't do that, delete them. If you don't have a good social media, take it off. I would much rather you have nothing than a crappy one, right? So if you're gonna have it, this person would do all of that. So he's gonna, he or she's gonna respond to all the DMs or public comments on your Facebook page, on your Instagram, on your uh, YouTube channel, on your, what else is there? Emails, all the stuff that people come in, this guy or gal is gonna handle it. Um, expected time investment depends on the size of your online presence, your marketing budget, but anywhere from five to 10 hours a week. Um, compensation, I'd probably do a small amount, if any, base pay, and then the bulk of it would be X amount per online appointment scheduled. Guidelines would be things like grow Instagram followers from 500 to 5,000, um, and engagement from X percent to Y percent. <clears throat> Another guideline would be send X amount of emails per month, right? We get a little email list of 100, send them an email thing. Uh, grow Facebook group from X members to Y. So make up the ones that you want. I'm not saying you should do all of these, but decide, are we gonna be great at email marketing or LinkedIn or whatever, and I would just be great at one before I was average at three. That's really it for that guy or gal. It's just all the online forms and crap that gets filled out. Somebody needs to be in charge of that. Even if it only takes two hours a week and this guy only makes 300 bucks a month. This does not have to be an expensive thing. Hey, new friend, love that you are here. If you want more Cleaning Nation, more us, you can check us out on YouTube. Similar content, you just get to see each other. It's totally free. Or if you wanna say, hey, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, join our free Facebook group. We love hearing from you, Cleaning Nation. That's what makes it magic. Jump on, we'll see you there. All right, residential enrollment coach. 
again, for residential, you're going to want at least probably four or five appointments a week before this makes sense. Below that, you will be the residential enrollment coach, right? So you can get five, 10 persons a week. You definitely want somebody else. Even if you're in that 510 area, maybe you share the, 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 I don't mind sharing. Like if I'm in town and I like doing it, I don't mind doing it. I just don't want, when you guys are here, nobody's selling for your company. That's what pisses me off. So I'd try and get a part-time guy of this to share the thing or someone that can at least could do it sooner than later. And then as your leads start growing, um, you can do less, but we always want lots of availability. That's the key. So if I have Christina doing it, she's the best in the world, but her availability is like today at noon or tomorrow at 8 a.m. And that's it. I'm like, oh, we need more availability. So that's why I would do it. Not so much I want to be doing that. I just want as many spots to pick from so my conversions go up. And Callum's not like, we spent all this money to get people to this page, and there's nowhere that they can book, and now the money's gone. So that's a big thing there. Um, outcomes, set appointments to help all qualified leads. And this is 6.1, tells them exactly how to do it. Um, should be at least 50% of scheduled phone consults. So your funnels and your um, prospect gatherer are gonna be setting these 15 minute phone calls. This person is going to be handling the 15 minute phone calls and screening the people for their own appointments, right? So all the sales calls are gonna go to this person. Um, they, they just be on Calendly. You just book them at little 15 minute things and we can role play that later. Um, and then they're gonna do the, the calls themselves when they're actually gonna set up the call and they're gonna go out and do the call. And the outcome there is help a minimum of 60% of the appointments you get uh, you go on to get more free time and change your life. So 60% is the minimum, not the goal. You guys personally should be doing 70, 80% if they're set up right. They should be doing at least 60. If they're not, they, they're not a good fit. <laughs> Expected time investment really depends on the number of appointments. So about 15 minutes for the online phone call appointment and 60 to 90 minutes for the consult, depending on how far the drive is. The consult the shelf should be like 40, 45 minutes an hour. Compensation, whatever percentage of appointments you help to their new life, you get that percentage of their first month's revenue. So if your average client's 300 bucks and this month you help 60% of the people become clients, of the $300, you get 60% of that. So say you've got 10 clients, that's 3,000, you get 60%. Does that make sense? So if you sell 100%, you get 100% of the first month. So whatever, every month they get the percentage, their closing percentage, so to speak. So if I sell 100% of the people you spend to, I get 100% of the first month's revenue. If I sell 70% of what I sell, I get 70% of the first month's revenue. If I sell 50%, I get 50% because we obviously are going to pay people at will and then we're going to fire them because they didn't make the 60%. We're spending all this time and money to get appointments and they're not converting them. Uh, guidelines is just follow the training in modules 1.6 or 6.1, 6.2. Um, for commercial, if you're less than four bids a month, which is going to be the vast majority of you, have the owner handle sales. Um, and if the owner's out of town, you can have the customer happiness manager um, handle the walkthroughs, but you would still typically be doing sales. So like if I've got a five, $10,000 a month account, I will get on a Zoom call and have that paying conversation. I just don't need to do the on-site measuring crap. I'll pay someone else to do that. Questions, comments, or remarks? Okay, so I have an, um, an in-house bookkeeper from QuickBooks, and I'm like thinking about the guide, the outcomes in here, and it doesn't seem like they're set up to like receive, like t make the phone calls to like get payment for people. Perfect so example. So I perfect example of we I have this, and they're set up for that. Totally fine. Does that mean QuickBooks is bad people? Terrible? No, they're just not a fit for you. So so I'm, you're saying that I probably should go look for someone who's more suitable I would, to my needs. Because the right. alternative is that you got a call. Right. And when, oh, she's not here, but when, who is it, Nicole, I think right now, calls you guys for money, her emotional attachment is a zero. 
Nice. Mine, yeah. it's not her money. She doesn't care. Right. Right? It's like, I'm just doing my job. Even Lindsay, she's, you know, she loves you guys. She's like, it's not my money. Pay her down. I don't care. I try to keep mine at a zero, but it'd be a two, right? Yeah. Yours might be a seven. So I definitely don't want to do that job. Not only, it's not that much, right? Maybe it's two hours a, a, a month, but I think that two hours is going to mess with, it's, it's not where you want to be. If This is just yeah. the worst use of your time. Yeah. So yeah, I would, I don't say fire someone, I just part ways. Again, here's what I need. And they go, oh, we don't do that. Oh, no problem. I'm going to find someone that can. Like, I don't, that should be contentious. Like, no. you get first whack, I'd love you to do it. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, well, I'm, unfortunately, I got to find someone I, that can. Uh, rewinding back to like the weekly meetings, um, if they are like over Zoom, is this something that you would record and then in case somebody wasn't able to attend for some reason, that then they are required to still watch the, the weekly meeting? We, I, I hate to do something I don't, coach you do something I don't do. So typically, rarely do our people miss a meeting, but if they do, we will record it. And I don't think I record them, but we'll just tell them, hey, we talked about stuff that you need. But for a cleaner, I probably wouldn't. It would be more the, again, if they make every meeting, I'm not as concerned about that, but if they never make a meeting, I am concerned about that. So, and then they are paid for the meeting time? Yes, I would pay them for the Really good question. Absolutely pay them for the meeting time. Good question. Uh, so being a little newer to the program, I'm just thinking about the um, you know, 50% COGS, 30% overhead, 20% profit. As we start to sell off little bits of percentages as we hire these kind of different, like the the enrollment coach and they get, you know, a certain percentage. Mm -hmm. Is that coming out of COGS or overhead and that's all factored in so so profit's not going to change? Like, really does it work? Question. Does the math work out that it's all there? You're going to make the math work out. So owner, obviously we get paid for the 20%, that's built in. Cleaner is the only COG in there, COGS cost of goods sold. He, he or she's always going to be 50%. So whether you have 10 cleaners or one cleaner, they're going to get 50% of the revenue that comes in, mm -hmm. right? So that's handled. When we get it down into the other ones, yes, they are all going to be in that 30% of overhead. But like I said, you're going to do it till you can, till you don't want to do it anymore, till you can afford someone to do it. So when you're doing 10 grand a month, there's three grand. You're like, well, I can't. And by the way, for all of these, these could all be one to $300 job a month job. So it kind of scales. Like that's mm -hmm. the beautiful thing yeah. is when you do, everyone's like, oh, when I get my, What's it, what do you all call it? My general manager, my ops man, whatever we want to call it. They're like kind of a $40,000 a year. So there's really no scalability. But when I've got a customer happiness manager, I've got three freaking customers, he might make 50 bucks. I mean, it's probably not worth it to even hire him for that small of a scale. But say I got 20 customers, he might only be getting paid 100 bucks a month. What's his job? You only got 20 customers. Hey, Christina, how you doing? Good. Awesome. Love you, girl. How about you? But okay, well, I'm done for like the month. Like, what's there to do? When you get 300, obviously the revenue increases. So now 30% of 50 grand a month is 15,000. So the cool, you guys get what she's saying, the, the thin slicing makes a huge difference when you've got a big, I can't hire a part of a Lindsay for less money, like she is what she is, so we have to be, well, she's like, baby, I don't know, what are you paying, what do I got to do, so maybe I can, but, um, so yeah, if you, when you thin slice like that and a scheduler is like, they can grow with you, right, so maybe Diana's going to be the scheduler, I've only got like, it's an hour a week and I pay her 100, you know, 100 bucks, and she's just like, okay, but as I grow, she just does more scheduling, and it's like, oh, now we're 200 bucks, or now we're 300 bucks, so yeah, it, the, the, all of it, other than the cleaner, comes out of the, the expense, and as your clients grow, you know, accountant, well, if I'm only accounting for two, two clients, it won't cost that much, so yeah, it absolutely does build in, but you still got to watch it and make sure, you got to make sure it stays in, but it should naturally follow that line. Okay. Did I answer your question? Yes, you did. And I kind of have a follow-up question that's related. I don't know. Hold on. Gregory, is that okay? She wants two. <laughs> Freaking Americans, they're going to do what they want. So if we, as the owner, we take the 20% net profit, 
as our pay, that's what we use to pay our own bills, do whatever we need to do. Does the company have a profit where, where we would pay for the parties and stuff like that? So the parties is overhead, that's an expense. Okay. So that, the party's coming out at 30%. Okay, got it. And again, if it's just me and Diana, a party might be like, hey, let's go, let's just grab lunch and hang out, and it costs me $18. Okay. Right, this obviously costs a little more, but we have more revenue. Right, right. So it okay. all scales, that's what the 30, that's why the, the overhead isn't a thousand bucks. Because for some of you, like a thousand bucks, that's way too much. For Jason, it's like, I, you know, that's not gonna work. Yeah. So it, when it's a percentage, it stays about a third of your money goes to all the stuff that we're talking about. Sure. Does that make sense? And yeah. for everybody else, when you're little, sub 20 grand, that 20% is about all you're gonna be able to get. There's not a lot. When you yeah. start getting to 50 and 100 grand, now you have $100,000, there's $30,000 of overhead. Sometimes that really looks like 22,000. You can pay the, yeah. now I'm gonna have a general manager, his name's gonna be Mike, his job's pretty good, but he gets paid eight grand a month for that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So when you're little, the 20% is kind of all you're gonna be able to afford. Um, but when you get bigger, it can get better than that. And also, at this level, there's nothing wrong, the 50% is a maximum cost of goods sold. Ain't nothing wrong with 45 or 40. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share it with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now, 602-932-6431. Give me a text, say hey, can't wait to meet you.